serpents and scorpions on a daily. I stand and walk in authority that He gave me. I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light. It's time that we show the world that Jesus, Jesus is alive. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Teaching Thursdays. I pray you guys have had an awesome, awesome week. I'm your teacher for the evening, Pastor BJ Piggy. Thank y'all so much for joining us. And man, I hope y'all were listening to that intro song. I mean, I know we've played it so many times. I know you may have heard it so many times, but man, it's almost like uh, if you listen to it, you can get more revelation. God can begin to speak to you concerning some of the things in the song, just like it is with preaching or hearing the word of God. You may have heard something that you didn't ever, I mean, that you may have never heard before. Uh, so as I was listening to the song, God kept resonating in me how big he is, uh, because one of the lines in the song is that my God don't play small. I'm going to stand tall. And, uh, and so basically what that line in the song is saying, my God don't play small, basically he has a big, 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 glorious plan for us. And not only is the plan big, but God is also big. And this, and, and this is going to tie right into what we're going to talk about tonight, because when you can begin to get the perspective from God's perspective, you will begin to see how much more you have on your side versus what's against you. And that's really what I want to hit home tonight. When you begin to get the perspective of God, you will begin to see from your spiritual eyes what God has in store for you. And when you begin to keep, when you begin to keep that as part of your focus, then nothing that tries to come against you will ever deter you. And you're going to see and you're going to see that clearly so much in the scripture tonight. And I really want to hit this home tonight. So I'm super pumped. I'm super excited to teach tonight. I hope you all are ready to receive. I hope you all came with listening ears. Uh, I hope you came excited to hear what God has to say to you. Because again, as I'm teaching tonight, I pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you individually on what he wants to show you that needs to be magnified as big in your life according to his word and according to the promises that he's already given you. So let's lock in tonight. Let's get excited tonight. Let's set our expectation to receive and let's go ahead and receive everything that God has for us tonight. Amen. Glory to God. I'm super pumped. I'm super excited because I have a whole lot to cover with you tonight. So I'm not going to... Um, I'm not going to do much reviewing from last week. I encourage you to go back and listen to last week's message. But both of these are going to tie into one another. But I got a lot more information to share with you tonight. So before we begin, let me go over the quick announcements real quick. Again, thank you all so much for coming. Uh, we appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Again, if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be able to do everything that we do. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for showing up. Thank you for being obedient to God. And we thank you just for doing your part when it comes to this ministry. Amen. So thank y'all so much for showing up. Number two, engage, 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 engage. If you haven't liked the broadcast, like it. If you haven't hearted the broadcast, heart it. If you haven't shared it to your page, share it. If you haven't shared it to your story, share it. If you haven't invited somebody, I would encourage you to go ahead and invite them because I'm telling you tonight is going to be a good night for somebody to come in and see something from a different perspective that I believe will absolutely change their life. So if you got somebody who you think may need a may need to see something in a, from a different perspective, go ahead and invite them so that we can get them plugged in and so that they can get the word that God has for them tonight. Amen. So engage, engage, engage. And don't forget your engagement 
also sets your expectation to receive, but also your engagement helps us get the word out to more people than what we can do on our own. And remember, we're much better together than we are apart. So when we all get together and engage on this broadcast, it can go out to more people than what we can ever imagine. Number three, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast or YouTube, feel free to go and do that. Um, Again, those are just different mediums that we share the word of God uh, with people. And so if you prefer it on YouTube, like I do, I'm one of the people that watch everything basically on YouTube. I go and subscribe to a lot of channels. If you like listening to podcasts, where we release the podcast every Monday at 6 a.m., go subscribe to where podcasts are being uh, released. Anywhere where podcasts are being released, you can find BJ Piggy Ministries, okay? So go ahead and subscribe to YouTube and uh, in any podcast if you like it. Uh, fourth, if you haven't signed up for daily encouragement e- emails, I encourage you to do so. God is really starting to breathe on those emails. I mean, he's already been breathing on them, but what I mean, but, but but what I mean by that is a lot of people, uh, it's not that, well, let me take that back. God isn't already, God is already breathing on them. But what I'm believing is because of the response of the, uh, of you guys getting the emails, I believe it is starting to resonate, resonate a whole lot more with you. So if you haven't, uh, so if you haven't signed up for that, please let us know. Just all you need is an email address. You can email us at bjpiggyministries at gmail.com, or you can direct message the ministry, um, at any one of our social media platforms and give us your email address and we'll add you to that daily email blast. It comes out Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. And I'm telling you, those daily encouragements will absolutely bless your life. Amen. And lastly, if you would like to become a partner with this ministry and help us do everything that God has called us to do, go ahead and let us, I mean, go ahead and uh, make that connection. Go ahead and obey God, do what God is telling you to do. Because again, you can be a partner with this ministry and have a home church. You, This can be your home ministry and then you can partner with other ministries, whatever the case may be. You don't have to just be stuck with one church. Why? Because we are all the body of Christ and God has called us to work together to accomplish the ultimate goal. And yes, I know there's division in the body. Yes, I know there's division in the world. But let me tell you, everybody has an assignment. It's just like every joint supply. It's just like your fingers have an assignment to do something, just like your heart has an assignment to do something, just like your eyelids have a responsibility to do something to make sure your body functions properly. And so that's what it that's what it is when it comes to different ministries and different churches. Every church and every ministry has their mission from God, but we all are supposed to work together for the glorification of the body. We're all supposed to work together and not work apart. And again, like I said, I know there's division, but I pray that we are becoming more unified day by day as we continue to get in the word of God, as we continue to see God and follow what he's telling us to do. So if God has called you to partner with this ministry, you can do that. Uh, you don't have to be, uh, you know, you don't have to go to just one. You can go to several, whichever God is telling you to do, go ahead and get connected. And like we tell people in this ministry, your connection to this ministry could just be sharing the broadcast. Your connection to this ministry could just be praying for this ministry. Your connection to this ministry may be supporting it financially. Whatever God is calling you to do, go ahead and do that because that because it is in your obedience to what God has called you to do that you will receive the good life and you will uh, and you will uh, have the blessing flowing in your life like never before. Amen. All right. So those are the announcements. Let's go ahead and get into the word. Our ministry. Uh, I love that scrolling at the bottom, but it's gone now. <laughs> uh, but our, our ministry here is we're here to teach you to walk in the power of God and experience the God kind of life daily. That is what we are here to do. And I'm super, like I said, I'm super excited about tonight because I believe God has been breathing on this message for 
a good while now. And so I believe you're going to be absolutely blessed by it. Amen. So that is what we're here to do. And that's what we're going to hear. That's what we're going to do tonight. Amen. So let's jump right into it. Why is perspective important? Part two. Why is perspective important? Part two. Now we're going to go back to the definition that we gave at the end of last week's message. Uh, when it came a basic definition of what perspective is. And so let's start there. Perspective is simply what? A point of view. A point of view. One definition of perspective is a point of view. A second definition is that it's the ability to understand what is important and what isn't. Okay. Having the proper perspective or having a perspective of something is having a point of view of something and is also uh, here that it's the ability to understand what is important and what is not. And so last week when we started this journey on talking about perspective, we really talked about it from the understanding perspective. We really talked about it from our thoughts and understanding our thought process and how we think about things, because how we think about things determines who we are. Right. And so last week, we really focused in on the ability to understand what's important and what's not through our thought process. And when we begin to grab a hold of that, we will begin to have proper perspective in our thought process or we will understand things concerning the word of God. We will understand things concerning the thing God speak to us so that we can so that we can have the proper understanding that God wants us to have. That's what perspective is, because without that proper understanding, you won't have the proper perspective. And that's why when we started out in this series, we started talking about different things that we really need to different things that we really needed to see God as so that we can have the proper understanding so that we can see God the way we need to see God so that we can uh, so that we can so that we can understand how things are flowing in and out of our life. And I want to make sure I reiterate reiterate this point perspective, however you perceive things or however your perspective is, determines how things flow in and out of your life. However you see something, however you understand something is how things flow in and out, in and out of your life. Let me give you a quick example concerning money. Um, a lot of times when people lose money, they think that they're without money. But a wealthy person, if you if you ask a wealthy person, typically they're not too concerned about losing money because they have the knowledge, they have the wherewithal on how they can go back and build it up again. So their perspective of losing money is a lot different from somebody who don't know how to produce money. Somebody who always uh, is just receiving money uh, from a job, which again, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's how they perceive money to come in. If you only get money every two weeks over time, you can get a perspective of that that perspective. I can only get paid every two weeks. But when you get into the word of God, and you begin to understand how God wants to increase you. It doesn't matter if your job is on a two week cycle, a biweekly cycle or a weekly cycle. God can increase you several times a day if you get in, if you get involved with what he has to uh, if, if you get involved with what he wants you to get involved with. And so if you don't change that perspective, you money will only be flowing in and out of your life based on how you perceive things. But once you change that, you can begin to experience the daily abundance rather than rather than just the biweekly or the weekly abundance. I mean, so again, last week we talked about that from the thought perspective. And so if you want to get an understanding of that, go back and look at last week's messages, go back and listen to last week's message and you will get a better understanding of that. But this week, we're going to look at the perspective. We're going to look at perception from the standpoint of how you can visually perceive things and how God wants you to actually be able to see things from his perspective. 
which is which is a little bit different than having a, a, a mental understanding mental understanding of something. This week we're going to look at perception from that point of view perspective. How do you actually see things? When you see things going going on in the world, can you see God in that situation, or can you only see calamity, despair, and uh, and whatever, <clears throat> or chaos? Can you look at that situation and actually see the word of God being produced, or can you see yourself? being introduced into that situation to change the situation or when you look at that situation you only say well that is what it is so i'm gonna just let that be what it be today we're going to look at how god wants you to visually perceive things and how god wants you to actually be able to see things from his perspective in other words god's god wants you to be able to see with your spiritual eyes in other words, God, God wants you to see with your spiritual eyes. There are a set of eyes that you have. Yeah, you have your natural eyes, and they may be black, they may be brown shaded, they may be blue, they may be whatever. Whatever your eye color is, those are your natural eyes. But how many of you know that you have a set of spiritual eyes that God has given you that he wants to open up so that you can see things from God's perspective? Y'all need to be super excited about that because when y'all see it in the Word tonight, you're going to be able to realize and begin to uh, understand revelation from God's standpoint to let you know that, hey, I'm not as alone in this world as I thought I was. I'm, I'm not just walking through this earth thinking that it's only up to me. I have assistance. I have, I have things that are backing me up. I have all of heaven backing me up. And when you begin to see that and when you begin to understand that that things that are going on in the spiritual realm, I'm telling you, you won't be as deterred. You won't be as depressed. You won't be as uh, upset a lot of times when things don't go your way because you will see things from God's perspective. Amen. God wants you to God wants you to take. Hmm. God wants to take you behind what is natural so we can see clearly what the spirit has in store. Listen to me when I say these statements. God wants to take you behind what is natural so we can see clearly what the spirit man has in store or what the spirit world has in store. And I know I'm going to I mean, I know this may excite a lot of you guys when I start talking about this, because when you begin to realize that things aren't just the way you physically see them, you will begin to get excited and you will have something that you can pursue now. You have different things that you can go after because that's what the real is. I don't know if y'all remember, but we talked a lot about the spiritual realm before. And we talked a lot about what God has in the spirit. We all talked about before God's assistance of angels. And when you begin to realize that, man, look, you have angels with you going around everywhere you go that are sent to minister to those who have been heirs of salvation. Why are you walking around afraid? Why are you walking around thinking that they're not going to take care of you? Why are you walking around thinking that they're not going to get the job done? And it's a lot of times they it's a lot of times things happen like that because we don't give our angels assignments. And I know and this is not a part of my notes. So I think some of y'all need to hear this. A lot of times things go on in our lives because we don't give our angels assignments. The Bible says that angels have been sent to be ministers or servants to those who are heirs of salvation. And so let me insert this real quick. A lot of people think that the hierarchy in the spiritual realm is God, angels, and then man. You need to understand that God made us in his image. And so we need to reverse that order because angels have been sent to minister to us. So the ranking order is God, man, then angels. 
And a lot of people get that confused. And when you begin to understand authority in the kingdom, you have authority to command the angels by the word of God to bring to pass the word that's supposed to be manifesting in your life. And so when you begin to understand that you have angels that are well equipped, hear me when I say this, you have angels, you have all of heaven backing you that are well equipped to accomplish whatever word that God has given you. Why would you ever be afraid? That is the thing that you need to begin to see tonight with your spiritual eyes. Those are the things that you need to perceive tonight in your understanding with the with with the word that I'm going to that I'm going to share with you tonight. Amen. When you can see what God sees. Why would you ever doubt or be afraid? When you see, when you can see what God sees, why would you ever doubt or be afraid? If you if you can ask God to open up your eyes of your understanding and show you, and I know a lot of people may think if, I, if God opened my eyes to the spirit realm, I'm going to see the evil and I'm going to see the bad. I mean, I'm going to see the good and I'm going to see the bad. I'm going to see the, the demons and I'm going to see the angels. Well, this is what I'm here to tell you. That is very possible if you ask God to open your eyes up to the spirit realm. But I'm going to show you a scripture here in just a little bit. Well, probably at the end of this message that will will hopefully encourage you that when God opens your eyes up in the spirit realm, that you will begin to see more that is with you than those that are against you. And a lot of times people get emboldened. A lot of times people get encouraged. A lot of times people can stand up with more fervor and strength when they know that they got their people backing them. Let me give you guys a funny story. If you grew up and you ever had a bully messing with you when you were going to the school, when you were going to school or in the neighborhood or whatever, and you said, man, I'm about to go get my big sister and you won't be able to do this to me anymore. The person that's getting bullied, they're going to get their big sister. How many of y'all know they're going to come to that situation a whole lot different? Why? Because they got big brother and big sister behind them. They got somebody that's bigger. So now they can confidently stand before the bully because they know if anything go down, big brother, or big sister got them. Well, that's what we need to understand when it comes to the spirit realm. Whenever the enemy tries to come against you, whenever the enemy tries to bring uh, silliness and stupidity against you, you need to understand that you have so much backing you that it will allow you to stand confidently in the midst of all of the challenges, all of the setbacks, all of the whatever, so that you can stand and go through that thing differently because you got the backing of heaven and you got the backing of all of, of, of all the spiritual realm behind you. That is the confidence that you need to have. And that comes with you perceiving and knowing this understanding that we're talking about tonight. This comes from the having the proper perspective. And that is why I'm trying to help you understand that this is important because when you have this proper perspective, you will walk a lot differently. You will do things a whole lot differently. And that because and that is because you have the proper perspective. So let's start looking at some scriptures and let's go through this tonight. Let's start in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 in the Passion Translation. This is a very familiar passage of scripture, but this is what I want to point out in here. Look at what it says, y'all. It says, for we live by faith not by what we see with our eyes. For we live by faith and not by what we see with our eyes. Y'all see that? 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 in the Passion Translation. We are supposed to live by faith, not by what we physically see with our eyes. Now, I want to break this scripture down real quick. The eyes that this scripture is talking about is your natural eyes, the black, the brown, the blue ones, whatever color you got. If you got hazel, if you got green, you got some contacts in, whatever. Those natural eyes, we're not supposed to live by what we naturally see. 
but God wants to give you a spiritual perspective. And that is the perspective by which you're supposed to be living by. And that is why faith is important when you have the spiritual eyes, because when you have the spiritual eyes, you're looking into the spirit realm to pull what's in the spirit realm into the natural realm. Now, listen to me real quick. This scripture tells us we shouldn't live by what we see naturally, but by our faith. Right. The scripture says we shouldn't live by what we see naturally, but by our faith. It is with faith we can use the correct eyes that God desires for us to use. It is with faith that we can use the correct eyes God desires for us to use. Because we don't fully understand God wants us to see from his perspective, people sometimes dismiss the power of spiritual sight. I'm going to say that one more time. Because we don't fully understand God wants us to see things from his perspective, people sometimes dismiss the power of spiritual sight. Because people don't fully understand that we should be walking by God's perspective and not by what we see and not by what we're comprehending, because it's not that we're not supposed to comprehend things in this natural world. We are because God gave us a body and this body that we have is is given to us so that we can comprehend and experience things in this natural realm. But he didn't tell us to live by that. He told us to live by the faith of the word of God. He told us to live by what we spiritually see. And how do I know that? Because spiritual sight comes from the word. Or in other words, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you don't have a word on the situation, how are you going to ever be able to see what God wants you to see? Because his word and his spirit are the same. If God tells you something particular about your life, that this is going to happen or that is going to happen. That is what you should be laser focused on. And that is what your and that's what your that's what your vision should have. And not any other of these deterrents that are trying to get you off of what God wants you to see. Because the minute you take your eyes off of what God wants you to see and you start looking at that other thing, that other thing begins to uh, have more uh, relevance in your life. That is why it's always important that we don't negate the word of God. That is why it's always important that we seek God. That is why it's always important that we desire to hear the word that he has for our individual life. Because in that word, we will get the spiritual sight that we need so that we can see things from the perspective that we need to see them. Because without the word, we won't be able to have the sight. Without the word, we won't be able to have that faith. And that's why this scripture admonishes us to walk by that faith or walk by that spiritual sight so that we won't walk by the things that we see naturally. And it's real easy to do because we've been so conditioned to live in this world to just say, hey, if that's what it is, that's what it is. <laughs> but the reality of it is the Bible says or the word of God says is it isn't. It isn't just what it is. The word actually teaches us. It actually is what I say it is. What do I mean by that? You can look at a situation and be like, man, you know what? That thing ain't going to never change because it's been this way this entire time. But if God gives you a word concerning that thing and you start speaking to that thing and you start walking the thing out that God told you to walk out, it will begin to change and it will morph into the thing that God said because God's word supersedes what you actually see. How do I know that? Because when God stepped out in the beginning, what he physically saw was darkness. But what superseded that darkness? When God said, let there be light, light began to infiltrate the darkness and the darkness moved 
out of the way and light had to show up. Light had to show up because God saw something and he said something that was contrary to what he physically saw. And because he believed so much in what he said, he was able to see exactly what he said. God didn't just see darkness. He saw light. That is why he spoke light and the darkness had to dispel. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So this is what I'm trying to get you to understand tonight. When you walk by this kind of faith, you're walking around with, when you walk by with this kind of spiritual eyesight, you can walk around and transform the situation because you are carrying God's word concerning it. You are carrying God's promise concerning it. But if you don't have the proper perspective, all you're going to look at is what it, is what can be physically seen and not what God says. And God often starts off that way because there's no other way you can walk by faith. <clears throat> a situation is going to look contrary to what God says so that you can be developed in the faith of God and so that you can grow in his knowledge and grow in his understanding and walk this thing out by faith. And then ultimately you will see exactly what God says versus what you've been seeing this entire time. That's what walking by faith is all about. It's walking by this spiritual perspective that we've been talking about. Amen. Y'all got me so far? Let's keep moving. First Corinthians 13 and 12. <laughs> it's about it's getting good, y'all. Have the perspective of God. We're talking about having seen things from God's perspective. Look at what First Corinthians 13 and 12 says in the Passion Translation. It says, For now we see but a faint reflection of riddles and mysteries, as though I wear it up. For we for for now we see but a faint reflection of riddles and mysteries as though reflected in a mirror. But one day we will see face to face my understand. Uh, excuse me. But one day we will see face to face. I need to I need to continue to learn how to read, I guess. Period means stop. My understanding is incomplete now. But one day I will understand everything just as everything about me has been fully understood. Now, I want to break this down in just a second for we now for now we see but a faint reflection of riddles and mysteries as reflected in a mirror. But one day we will see face to face. My understanding is incomplete right now, but one day I will understand everything just as everything about me has been fully understood. Now, I'm going to share this with you because uh, a lot of times and, and this is the reason why I believe the Lord wanted me to share this scripture. Because a lot of times people use this scripture and they read this scripture and use it to explain why we may not understand something or why something may happen. You know, people will read this and they'll say, you know, uh, because the scripture says, but we see faint reflection of riddles and mysteries as reflected in a mirror in a mirror. But one day we will see. So in other words, it's saying you may not understand it now. You may not see it perfectly now, but one day you're going to understand it completely. And yes, that is true. But people try to use this scripture sometimes to say, hey, if I don't understand it now, that means God doesn't ever want me to understand it. And that is not true at all. That is not true at all. Yes, there is some things that you will understand later on as you continue to grow and understand. But the reason why sometimes people don't get the understanding that they need right now is because they think that God is trying to withhold something from them. And I'm trying to help you understand that God wants you to see clearly what his plan is for your life. God wants you to see clearly what he wants you to do. If something is going on in your life and you feel like you're stuck, God is not sitting over here trying to 
hold out on you to make you think that, man, it ain't just going to get better right now. It's going to get better in the by and by. No, that's not what the scripture teaches. And that's not what you should take from this scripture. What you should take from this scripture is, yes, there are things in mysteries that we may never, ever fully understand, like what is heaven going to be like? You may have a glimpse or a part of it, but you may not completely understand everything about what heaven is going to be like. The Bible also says that we're going to see it in a little bit now. We understand that we get this revelation, faith by faith and glory to glory. We get understanding that way. We get it by bits and pieces. And it's some stuff like the book of Revelation. Some of that stuff in the book of Revelation has yet to be revealed and yet to be completely understood. But it doesn't mean that we will never understand it. And that's what this scripture is alluding to. It's alluding to because you're never going to know everything. You're never going to know everything because God is the God that is all he he is bad. He, he is so vast that and I've said this to y'all before, that the angels that go around God, around his throne, that cry, holy, holy, holy. They say that because they understand or they see a different side of him that they've never seen him before. And they've been doing it for all eternity. So what makes you think you are for? that you will get every uh, understanding right here and right now. And so uh, so basically what I'm trying to say is, yes, there are going to be some things that are not pertinent to your life that you will understand later by and by. Yes, amen. When Jesus comes back, you're going to understand it. But if there is something relevant to your life, if there's some knowledge, if there's some wisdom that God is trying to impart to you and try to help you understand, God is not going to be withholding that information from you so that you can walk around this earth blind. God wants to reveal his plan, his purpose, and his will for your life. He wants you to understand that. He doesn't want you to just walk around here blind. Why? Because we've already seen that God wants me to have spiritual eyes. So we can use this scripture to say, hey, if I don't understand it now, hey, man, I just ain't going to understand it. it is, you know, it's, it's just like this in my life. It is what it is. No, continue to pursue God, because when you continue to pursue God, he's going to show you that. And I'm going to prove that to you with these scriptures. Let me give you a couple of statements. Again, people have read this scripture and use it to explain why they may not understand something or why something happens. Sometimes even using it as an excuse to not pursue what God would have you to know and understand. People have used this scripture to say, hey, man, you know what? If that's the case, then I ain't even going to pursue what God wants me to know and understand. Almost like, you know what? I'm going to be lazy right now, so I'm not going to pursue it because the Bible says here, I'm going to know it in the by and by anyway. I'm going to fully understand it when Jesus comes back. So why would I need to pursue it now? Because you got a purpose. You got a will. You got something that God wants you to complete in this earth. <clears throat> this scripture is basically talking about this. It's about us coming into the full knowledge of Christ once he returns. OK, but that doesn't mean he doesn't want us to understand more and more as we live. Hear me clearly. This scripture is talking about us coming into the full knowledge of Christ once he returns. But that doesn't mean he doesn't want us to understand more and more as we live. How do you know that, BJ? How can you tell me with a straight face? And that's what that means. I'm glad you asked such great questions. Second Corinthians chapter three. Second Corinthians chapter three. Y'all stick in here with me. This is getting good, y'all. Second Corinthians chapter three in the Amplified version. This is what it says. It says, and all of us. As with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord 
are constantly being transfigured into his own, I mean, to his very own image in ever increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. Some of y'all are like, well, what does that even mean? Well, let me tell you something. Let me, let me tell you, let me break it down for you. I'm going to read it one more time and then we're going to break it down. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we, who is he talking to? We continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Now, listen to me, y'all. <laughs> this scripture is talking about this. <laughs> That's good, Jeremy. Yeah, he does. He wants to he wants to dump it and pour it all on us for all his blessing upon us in abundance. Glory to God. Look at the scripture says, and all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God. Now let me stop there. It says we continue to behold in the word of God. What is that responsibility that the that the that the scripture just encouraged us to have? It said, we, it's our responsibility to continue to behold where? In the word of God. How do you behold? You look, you gaze upon, you behold, you're looking at it. It says, as you continue to behold in the word of God, or you read the word of God, or you study God's promises and you, and you behold constantly, or you see God's, or you see constantly what God is saying to you as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. And when you do that, you are constantly being transfigured into his very image. Now watch this. How is God wanting to transfigure you? How is God trying to transform you? How is God trying to morph you into what he desires and wants? You beholding in the word of God. You staying steadfast and seeing, having the proper perspective, what God would have you to see. That is how you are transformed. That is how you are transfigured into the image of Christ. You constantly having the word God gave you and the word of God before your eyes so that you can be transformed and transfigured into the very image of Christ. And watch this. And when you're transfigured into his very own image, you're going to be transformed into ever increasing splendor. Watch this from glory to glory. For this comes from who? the Lord who is the spirit. Man, I need y'all to really get that part tonight. I need y'all to really get this part tonight because the scripture is telling you right here what you should be looking at. What should you have your eyes on? What should you be holding? How should you be seeing things? You should be seeing things from the word perspective. You should be seeing things from what God has been saying to you. You should be seeing things from the experiences that God has given you. You should be seeing things from that perspective. And when you do that, when you have the proper perspective, watch what will happen. You will begin to become transfigured. You will begin to change and you will begin to change into the splendor of the very image of Christ. You will be changed into his very own image from one level of glory to the next. You can't go from one level to the next level to the next level if you stop beholding and seeing the proper perspective that God wants you to see. 
Y'all follow me? You can't grow from glory to glory if you let go of the perspective that God wants you to see. You have to constantly be looking at things from the perspective of Christ. You have to be constantly looking at things from the perspective of what the word has to say. You have to be, you have to be constantly looking at things from the perspective of things that God has told you. And I know we live in a day and age right now where people try to dismiss the word of God. And that is simply because they don't allow the Holy Spirit to speak to them concerning the word. Yes, it was given through us through filters of people, but the Holy Spirit is the ultimate filter and he can help you get through all of that stuff to get to the understanding that he's trying to get to you, to give you the perspective that he is trying to get to you. And if you ever and if you let go of all of that, if you let go of all of that, you're going to be letting go of your opportunity from growing from one glory, from one level of glory to the next level of glory. God wants you to ever increase in his splendor, but you do that by keeping the perspective of the word of God. You do that by constantly beholding in the word of God. You do that by beholding in what God has said to you. And how do you do that? When God speaks something to you, that becomes your focus. When the word says something to you, that becomes your focus. You begin to see things based on what the word says and what God has promised you. And when you do that, that glory begins to be manifested in your life. Somebody need to be saying amen to this. Somebody need to be getting excited about this. Look, the word is designed to change our sight as we continue to behold it. Y'all see that? The word is designed to change our sight as we continue to behold it. So if you're ever concerned about are you seeing properly or are you seeing correctly, what is the word saying concerning your situation? What is God saying concerning your situation? The word is designed to change our sights as we continue to behold it. As we hold our life up to the word and watch this, not to others. That's very key. As we continue to hold our life up to the word, up the word should be the mirror that we have in front of us. That's what that scripture was saying. Beholding the word of God as is as in a mirror. The word should be your mirror and not other people. Yes, you may have gotten this word from me, but I'm not your I'm not your example. Yes, you may have heard the word from another pastor, but he's not your example. Christ, the word is your example and that is the mirror that you should hold everything up to. You should hold everything up to that word. You should hold everything up to what Christ and God has said about your life. As we hold our life up to the word and not to others, not comparing ourselves to others, we can be transformed into his image. As it says, from glory to glory, God wants to reveal things to us by his spirit. Y'all see that? So we can't continue to use the example or use the scripture as an excuse to not pursue what God wants to reveal to us. Because this scripture says here, as we continue to behold the word of God as in a mirror, we will be transformed or we will have see things the way God wants us to see things. And watch this. Not only will we see things, we'll increasingly see things from one level of glory to the next. Glory to God. Glory to God, man. This word was good to me when God was giving it to me, y'all. I can't even tell y'all how good this was to me. Let's go. Let's keep looking at the word. First Corinthians chapter two. First Corinthians chapter two. Man, look at this. <laughs> I'm about to mess with people just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. It ain't going to be a lot. 
But watch this. Second Corinthians, uh, I mean, First Corinthians, excuse me, First Corinthians 2 verse 9 in the New Living Translation. This is what it says. This is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, nor no ear has heard. And no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those that love him. And then it goes on in verse 10 <laughs> to say, but it was to us that God did what? Revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. <laughs> Again, here, here I go. I'm about to mess with people just a little bit, just a little bit, because we read verse nine. Let's look at uh, let's look at verse nine again. That's the scripture says. I know a lot of y'all have heard this. I know I know a lot of y'all have heard this preach. And I love y'all have heard this. If you ever been in the church, they said eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for them for those that love Him. So basically, when people were saying that, when you when you read verse nine alone and you don't back it up with verse 10, you're going to think, oh, no, I has seen. So I shouldn't understand. No, I has heard. So I shouldn't understand. Oh, no, mine has imagined the thing that God has prepared for those that love him. In other words, if, if you if you look at this scripture by itself, God wants to keep me in the dark. If you read this scripture by itself, you be like, oh, man, the things of God, oh, I ain't, I ain't privy to those things. Oh, I'm not supposed to understand those things. Oh, I'm not supposed to be understanding of those things. That's what you will probably understand if you just read verse 9 alone. But then when you go look at verse 10, right after that, when it says that, you'll begin to understand the breakdown that they was trying to get to you. It says, but it was to us. Who is us? Who is us? Who is the scripture talking about? Us is the believers. Us is the believers. <clears throat> us is the believers. Us are the people that are called to God. Us are the remnant of people that God is wanting to use in the earth. Glory to God. It says, but it was us that God did what? Revealed these things. So you can't just say, no eye has seen, nor ear have heard the thing that God wants to show his people. Because it goes on in verse 12 and said, but God has revealed these things by his spirit for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. So even the secrets of God, God wants to reveal to those people that love him. Mm, glory to God. I hope y'all are seeing that. So why? So some of y'all may be asking, well, why is it that the scripture said, uh, no, I has seen, no, ear has heard. That scripture was written in the Old Testament when it was talking about things that were later on being revealed because the Holy Spirit hasn't been released yet. The Holy Spirit wasn't given on the earth yet. And because the Holy Spirit wasn't given on the earth yet, there were some things that they weren't going to be able to comprehend. But now Holy Spirit is on the earth with us and he wants to release to you the deep secrets of God. As long as we continue to withhold the word of God in the mirror, God wants to reveal the revelation to you. God wants to reveal that job to you. God wants to reveal that, that spouse to you. God wants to reveal that business plan to you. God wants to reveal everything that he has in your life that he wants you to do. He wants to reveal it to you. He does not want you to stay in the dark. He wants you to see from his perspective. Man, I'm so, I'm so excited because when I was when I was studying these scriptures out and when God was giving it to me, I was just so elated and so excited because, man, when you read verse 10, <laughs> Verse 10 just basically says God, 
God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. So God doesn't want to keep you in the realm of your eyes not seeing. He doesn't want to keep you in the realm of your ears not hearing. He doesn't want to keep your mind from imagining. He wants to broaden your perspective. He wants to broaden your hearing. He wants to broaden your imagination with the deep secrets that he wants to show you, glory to God. He wants to reveal to you the ways of his kingdom. He wants to show you what's actually going on in the earth. In the earth. He wants to actually show you what's back behind you and not the thing that you don't think is there. He wants to show you these things, but we can't but we can't see these things if we don't begin to understand why this perspective is so important. And, and again, I don't, uh, and, I, and I can't speak for other people. I can only speak for me and what God desires, uh, what God wants me to share with you guys. But man, I'm telling you, when you begin to see the perspective, when you begin to see things from God's perspective, when God starts revealing things to you and showing you deep secrets, it is with the intent to get you to live out the life that he wants you to live. It is with the intent to pull people from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. It is with the intent to have his kingdom established in the earth. It is with his intent to have the very life of God flowing through your life. Man, oh man. Listen to me, y'all. We have to be careful not to read one scripture and not the other scripture. We have to be careful not to do that. We can't just read verse nine and not read verse 10. If you leave verse nine alone, you may think that God wants you out here trying to figure it out on your own. If you read verse nine, you may think some, not everybody, but some, you may, you may, you, you may end up in that, in that path of that understanding that God wants you to try to figure it out on your own. Because if no eye has seen, no ear has heard, then why am I trying to figure it out? I mean, if I ain't going to know, if nobody's ever seen it, then how am I going to know? But if you read verse 10, you will see that God doesn't reveal everything to everyone, just his people. That's why he said, that's why it says us. That's why it says, but it was to us. But it was to us. Who is us? The called, the family of God, who God is in, who God wants to reveal things to. God wants you, God wants you in the know. And he wants you to understand what is going on by having his perspective. God doesn't want you not knowing. God wants you in the know. Somebody need to type in the in the comment section say, God wants me in the know. God wants me in the know. God wants me in the know. And what does that mean? God wants me understanding. God wants me knowing. God doesn't want me out here not understanding what's going on in the earth. All the calamity, all the chaos going on. He wants you to understand that his kingdom is already established in your life. So you don't need to be deterred. You don't need to be deterred by what's going on in this in this world system. You don't need to be deterred by what's going on in the earth. Yes, you may experience it. Yes, you may see it. Yes, you may hear it. What's going on, but it won't come near you. It won't affect you. Why? Because you live in a different kingdom. Why? Because your perspective is not of this world. Your perspective is of the kingdom of heaven. God wants me in the know. God wants me to know. God wants me to understand. God wants me to know things. He doesn't want me to not know things. He wants me to know things. And not only does he want me to know, he wants me to see things from his perspective. Because when I see things from his perspective, when I can physically see, how many of y'all have ever, uh, ever closed your eyes and, uh, and dreamed a dream? And it seems so vivid and it seems so clear. That is, 
and uh, almost to the point where you thought it was real, almost to the point where you thought it was real. God wants God wants to make that a reality in your life. God wants you to start seeing things from his perspective so much so that you don't think it's a dream. So much so that you don't think it's a far out thing. So much so that you don't think it can't be accomplished. He wants you to see it so much as a reality that it becomes real in your life. He wants you to see that thing so that you can know that it is the reality that he wants you to experience. Amen. So we can't just have verse nine without verse 10, because if we leave them apart, we're going to think that God wants us to not understand. But understand, God wants to reveal these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and God shows us his deep secrets. Amen. Glory to God. Y'all think we're through? We ain't through yet. Let's go to Ephesians chapter one. I'm trying to open. This is what I'm trying to do tonight. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to pour so much information on the inside of you that it revolutionizes and changes your life from the perspective of God. Look at what Ephesians one and 18 in the passion translation says. I pray that the light of God will what? illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience, watch this, the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. Now, this just adds on to the other scripture that we was talking about. God wants to I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination. Who is who is the your? Who is the eyes of your imagination? Who is the your he's talking about? Who is you he's talking about? He's talking about his holy ones. He wants to flood you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. Now, man, I just now saw this. Y'all need to pay close attention to this. Because a lot of times people think that the wealth that God wants to give us is something that we can tangibly touch. A lot of times we think the thing that God wants us to have is uh, something that we can put our hands on. But the scripture says right there in Ephesians 1 and 18 that until we experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling, the full revelation of the hope of this calling that is, that is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. <laughs> so the wealth of God that he wants you to have is not the money, it's not the cars, it's not the house, it's not the marriage, it's not anything of that. It's the revelation that he wants to reveal to you that is the hope of his calling. The very wealth of God is not the thing itself. The very wealth of God is the word that he wants you to see. My God today. My God today. The wealth of God is the, the wealth of God is the revelation of the hope of his calling that he wants you to see. Because watch this. If you get the revelation, the other stuff will come with it. That's why the Bible says in Mark in Matthew 6:33, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be added unto you. You're worrying about stuff being added when you ain't got the revelation. You're worrying about the stuff being added, but you're not seeing properly. 
You're worrying about the stuff being added, but you can't see worth anything. That is because you're thinking the wealth is in the, all these different places. When you begin to understand that the wealth of God is in the perception that God wants you to have, when you begin to understand that the wealth of God is in the revelation that he wants to share with you, nothing can ever stop you because you have the very foundation of what produces everything that, that comes on this earth anyway. That is why that is the well and not the stuff. Man, man, man. I hope y'all heard me. <laughs> I hope y'all heard that, that revelation from heaven. The wealth is not the stuff. The wealth is the revelation of the hope of his calling. And that is why the scripture illustrated that that is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. What should be on the inside of us? What should we always be holding dear to us? The revelation, the word of God, Holy Spirit, all of this stuff that is on the inside of us, that is the wealth of God. And if we hold on to that being the wealth of God, no matter if all the money in our bank account goes away, no matter what happens on our job, if our company shuts down, no matter what happens, if I... Um, if any kind of calamity or disaster happens, because I have revelation, because I have the word of God, because I have the proper perspective, nothing can stop my comeback because I got the revelation to begin with. Mm -mm -mm. Nothing can stop me because I got the revelation that is the wealth from God's perspective. Man, I hope y'all see that. God wants to illuminate the eyes or your spiritual eyes so that you can be full of his revelation. He wants to illuminate the eyes or your spiritual eyes so that you can be full of his revelation. How do I know he wants to illuminate your eyes? Because he says it clearly. He says, pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination. God wants you to begin to see things from his perspective. And when you begin to understand the power of imagination, when you begin to begin to close your eyes and visualize the word of God coming to pass in your life, that is the very wealth that you need to hold on to because it's that, because it's that very perception that is going to cause that thing to manifest in your life. And not only will it manifest in your life, but it will be glory for other people to see and give glory to the kingdom of God and translate somebody from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. When you can see like God can see, nothing will be able to stop you. When you can see like God can see, nothing will be able to stop you. No challenge, no setback, not anything will, will, will keep you from, nothing will keep you from not seeing spiritually and keep you from pursuing it until you see it naturally. No challenge, no setback, not anything will keep you from seeing spiritually so that you can keep pursuing it until you see it naturally. I need y'all to get this. No challenge, no setback, not anything will keep you from not seeing it spiritually so that you can keep pursuing it so that you can see it naturally. Because when, because the Bible says it like this, miracles are not for the believers, believe it or not. The Bible says that God showed his miracles so that the people that didn't believe would believe. So if God is manifesting things like this in your life, it's not so that you can walk around and be like, you know, God did this for me and point everything to you. No, God wants to do things in your life so that the kingdom can be seen and shown to other people so that they can become believers. And God wants you to illuminate. He wants to illuminate your eyes of your imagination and flood you with the light until you experience the full revelation, which is the wealth. 
That is the wealth. Please hear me when I say that. That is the wealth. If you can ever get the word of God or God's perception on something, that is the thing that will produce any and everything in your life. That is why the scripture says it here that that is the wealth that he wants you to have. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. Amen. Now, this is how we're going to end up on this because, man, I needed to give y'all an example that was pretty clear in scripture uh, concerning the perception of God and how things changed a situation just based on somebody's perception. All right. Because uh, I really wanted to end to show I really wanted to end the message on showing y'all how uh, when somebody's perception is correct or when you have God's proper perspective on the thing, it causes you to move very differently. It causes you to receive things very differently. It causes you to um, it causes the world around you to be affected when you have the proper perspective. And how do I know that? In Second Kings chapter six, in Second Kings chapter six, we're going to walk through this until we get to verse fifteen. But in Second Kings chapter six, it is a chapter filled with the power of God showing up everywhere. Second Kings chapter six. If you got time, I want you. To, we're only going to look at three scriptures, but I want y'all to go read that whole entire uh, chapter. Second Kings chapter six, because it is full. It is filled with the power of God showing up everywhere. And how do I know that? You got floating axes floating around. You have Elijah the prophet tapping the water and allowing floating axes to float. And how many of y'all know that axes aren't supposed to be floating? Axes are so dense that they are supposed to drop right to the ground. But because the power of God was flowing on Elisha so much, not Elijah, but Elisha, the predecessor or the or the uh, the protege of Elijah, the one who the protege of Elijah, the guy who who called uh, who called uh, fire from heaven and swallowed up all the water. Oh, yes. Amongst all the prophets of Baal. Yeah. His protege. We're talking about him. Elijah. I mean, Elisha, excuse me, tapped the water and the floating axe started to float because they were trying to chop down a tree and they needed that axe because it was borrowed. So how many of y'all know that was the power of God showing up? Because if the axe was only, if the axe was supposed to intentionally, I mean, if the axe was supposed to do what it was intended to do, it wouldn't have been able to float. But because that axe needed to have a purpose attached to it, it had to come back to the person so that they can do the purpose that it was intended to do. And because the man of God called for it to come back. That is a miracle in and of itself. And the second miracle that you can see, Elisha was hearing from God on how to protect the Israelites <laughs> and, um, and and teaching the king or showing the king every time. So the Israelites and the Arameans, yeah, the Arameans, the Arameans and the Israelites were supposed to be at war. And every time the Arameans were supposed to come and attack the Israelites and they thought that they were going to be in this spot, uh, Elisha would tell the king, hey, this is where they're going to be. Y'all need to be over here. And they got so upset <laughs> that Elisha kept telling them where they needed to go so they wouldn't be caught up in the midst of that stuff. But the Arameans, the Arameans, the king of the Arameans got so upset that he said, man, who is who is the one who who's the who's the uh, traitor that's in our camp? Who is the person going around telling the Israelites where we're going to be so they so we can't ambush them? That he thought it was a traitor in the camp, but come to find out somebody knew that it was Elisha giving revelation 
from God to the king on where they were going. So they got upset with Elisha. <laughs> they got upset with Elisha. And they were just like, well, since, since he's the one telling the king what we doing, why don't we take him out so that we can get the Israelites? And so when they decided, so they went and found out where Elisha was. <laughs> Again, this, these, these are the stories. This is what Old Testament is good. Look at how God works in these Old Testaments. And so, so back to this point. So now they're going gonna to look for Elisha. And they're like, we're going to take Elisha out now so that we can go get the Israelites. And this is where we pick up in verse 15. <laughs> and so when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. And so when the servant of Elijah got up, they had all of the troops and the horses and everything of the Arameans everywhere. They were all around them. And this is what he says. Oh, sir, what will we do now? They finally caught up to us, Elisha. They finally found out that you was the one spilling all the beans. The young man cried to Elisha. And then Elisha said, what? Don't be afraid. Elisha told him, don't be afraid. Look at what Elisha told him. He says, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open up his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes. And when he looked up, look at what he said. Look at what he saw. He saw the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Now, I want y'all to notice the difference. The Arameans showed up. The Arameans showed up with troops, horses, and chariots. When, when, when Elijah prayed that the eyes of the, of the servant opened up because Elijah could already see. Elijah wasn't, Elijah wasn't scared. That's why he said, don't be afraid. Elijah could already see what was already with them. But he needed to let his servant know. He needed to show his servant, to prove to his servant that there was more with us than it was with him. And then he prayed the Lord, opened up his eyes. What, what was Elijah saying? Give him proper perspective of this situation that's going on right now. He thinks we're about to be ambushed. But what he don't realize is that the Aramean is about to be ambushed. Y'all follow what I'm saying? He, the servant thought that they was about to get taken out. <laughs> but Elijah said, oh, what you think you're seeing, you ain't really seeing. So let me help you with this perspective thing. God opened up his eyes so he can see who's with us versus who's with them, because there's more with us than it is with them. And when he opened his eyes and he looked up, he saw the whole hillside around Elisha filled with not only horses, but watch this chariots of fire. Now, I want y'all to notice the distinction. One had chariots and one had chariots of fire. Fire was indicative of showing them who was the better troop or who had the better uh, backup because, because that let them know that they weren't going to be able to stand up against them. If you, if you turned around and you saw somebody had chariots of fire and you saw that in the spirit realm, you would think that you would have no chance. And that's exactly what the Arameans thought. That's exactly what the Arameans thought. And not only did that happen, Elisha then prayed to the Lord to blind the Arameans. And, and this is what I, he used the people that were with him, the horses and the chariots of fire to blind the Arameans. And when he blinded the Arameans, he led them to the Israelites. And 
when he took them to the Israelites, he had he had them follow him. And not only did, because uh, at that point, the king of Israel was like, well, should we kill them all? And Elisha said, no, I want you to feed them. I want you to feed, I want you to be good to them. And they didn't, and, and the Arameans didn't mess with the Israelites ever again. Look at how the power of God flowed in that situation. It went from axe heads, it went to the prophecy of God coming about through Elisha to, <laughs> to servants seeing the spiritual realm opening up so that he could have proper perspective. And that is what I wanted to show you guys tonight. When you have proper perspective, why was Elisha going to be afraid of the Arameans? That's why he told his servant, don't be afraid. You have nothing to be afraid of. Why? Because big brother, even though this bully is trying to come to me, big brother got our back. There are more with us than it is with them. And when you have the proper perspective, when you're able to see what God wants you to see through his word, through his promises, when that becomes your focal point, you will not be deterred or you won't allow those things to deter you because you have the proper perspective that God wants you to see. You have the spiritual eyes that God wants you to look through, because when you look through things through the spiritual eyes that God wants you to see, uh, fear won't be there. Doubt won't be there because you can see that God has your back. You can see that the angels are encamped all around about you. You will see that there are <laughs> there are countless angels just assigned to you. You will see that there are countless angels. I need y'all to hear me when I say this, because a lot of times when people hear stuff on TV and stuff like that, oh, that's my guardian angel. We think that <laughs> we think that we just got one person. Y'all better know that God has an army set up. He had an army ready for Elisha and his servant. <laughs> so it was two people. And God had a whole army backing them up. Just think for a second. Just imagine for a second. You as a believer and who God already has assigned to you when you get ready to assign them to do what God has called you to do. When you when you are able to get your eyes to see what God has already set up in the spirit for you, you will be absolutely astonished. Probably you will be astonished to see that I don't just have a guardian angel. I got angels. I got I got ranks of angels. I got a I got I got so many angels because I got so many things that need to get done. What things need to be what things need to get done, might you ask? Oh, I got a health angel that needs to go and take care of this situation over here. Oh, I got a prosperity angel that needs to go take care of this thing over here. Oh, I got a protection angel that needs to protect me whenever, because the Bible says uh, my angel is supposed to protect me lest I dash my foot against a stone. So I got, I got angels assigned to take care of any and everything that God has already pre-purposed and planned for my life. But if you don't have this perspective, you're going to be walking around just like the servant of Elijah, thinking that you're about to be overtaken and that you're about to be overcome when you need to have the man of God prove to you and show you that, man, look, there are more with us than it is with them. And as and as and as God is using me tonight, I want to say to everybody that's been on this broadcast and whoever will listen. That there is more with you than there are against you. All of heaven is backing you up. So there's no need to be afraid. There's no need to be worried. There's no need to have doubt. There's no need to have any of that stuff because the angels of God, 
heaven itself. The kingdom of God is backing you when you have that perspective. And how do you obtain this perspective? You have to see it through the lens of the word of God. You have to see it through the lens of the promises of God. When God says something to you, those are the glasses that you need to look through everything with. Did y'all hear me? When God gives you a promise, that is the lens that you need to look at everything with. How? Why do I need to look at it through that lens? Because there are going to be things that that there are going to be things that are going to look contrary to what God said. But that is why you need to have the lens of that promise, the lens of the word, so that when you're looking, you can see the word and not the contradiction. That is the perspective that God wants you to have. And when you have that perspective, now I hope y'all understanding why it's so important, because when you have that perspective, you'll be able to stand up bold like Elijah, I mean, like Elisha, and say, hey, don't be afraid. There are more with us than it is with them. So when a bill comes in the mail, you don't have to be afraid because you know that you have a heavenly bank account that can take care of that thing. You know that you have done what God has called you to do. And if you haven't done what God has called you to do concerning that thing, you can hop right on what God told you to do and watch that thing get taken care of. Why? Because the wealth isn't the money to pay the bill. The wealth is the revelation that I am flowing in. The wealth is the perspective that God wants me to have concerning that. Because when I look at a bill and I think that it can't get taken care of, I'm not looking at it through the lens of the word of God because the word of God says he shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. When I hold on to that revelation, it's much more than the bill itself. It's much more than anything that can try to come against me. Why? Because I have the proper perspective. I have it. I have the proper lens on to see this situation the way I need to see the situation. Y'all follow me? Y'all get me? And so Elisha knew how to have the proper perspective. So I ask you tonight, do you know how to have the proper perspective? I hope you do, because I've been teaching through it all night. <laughs> I hope you do, because, and if you don't, go back and listen to this message over and over and over again. You get the perspective through the word of God and not taking that word off. You get the perspective of the promises of God, what God has said to you and not taking it off. You get the perspective because the problem becomes is will we hold dear to that perspective or will we hold dear to what we can we can physically touch or see? And that is when you have to make the choice. That is why it is up to us. It is up to us it is up to us to behold the word of God. That's why I showed you that scripture in 2 Corinthians 3.18. It is up to us to behold the word of God like in a mirror. We are supposed to hold everything up to the lens of the word of God. We're supposed to hold everything up to the promises of God. And if it doesn't look like what that promise says, I will not take off my glasses till I see exactly what that promise says. That is having the proper perspective. So I hope you understand why perspective is important. And I hope you understand why we're in this series, changing our perspective of God. Because when we have the proper perspective of God, we will go through this earth as mighty people and we will go through people equipped with the presence of God. We will go through life equipped with the power of God, doing everything that God desires for us to do. Amen. Did y'all get anything out of that tonight? If you did, go ahead and give God some hearts. Give God some likes. Give God some comments. Give God some praise real quick, man. Give God some praise. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. Father, we thank you for your presence being on this broadcast. Father, we thank you that you are opening the eyes of our understanding. Father, we thank you that you are illuminating our light. I mean, you're illuminating our eyes. 
Father, we thank you that we will endeavor to pursue your perception. We will we, we will endeavor to pursue having your proper perspective. And Father, we will change how we see things. We will change how we view things based on what your word says and what your promises you've said to us. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Man, man, man. Man, I hope y'all got that word tonight. I hope y'all received that word tonight. And if you have any questions concerning anything that was shared, please don't hesitate to reach out. Please don't hesitate to reach out because let me tell you, perspective is important. And again, I'm going to say it one more time. Things go in and out of your life based on how you perceive things. If the servant of Elisha didn't change his perspective, he would he would have been dwindled in. I mean, he would have he would have been overwhelmed with fear, constantly thinking that they were about to be overcome. But because the man of God prayed for his eyes to be open, he was able to not have that fear run his life. And a lot of times that what ends up happening. We allow fear to run our lives because we don't have the proper perspective. So as God's representative tonight, I'm going to pray that your eyes be open right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that you are opening the eyes of everybody that has got on this broadcast. Father, I thank you that you're opening the eyes of your people in your body tonight, God. Father, I thank you that you open their eyes so that they can see from your perspective, from your perspective of the kingdom and what we are called to do and what we are here to do. Father, I thank you that you are opening their eyes so that they are not blinded by the things of this world, so they're not blinded by the misunderstanding, so they're not blinded by all of the chaos that is trying to overtake their lives. But they are able to see clearly now what you have for their life, what your word says for their life. And Father, we thank you in advance for opening up the eyes of your people tonight in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. It's time to give, y'all. It's time to give. All right. <laughs> it is time to give. And so if you would like to sow into this word tonight, if you would like to give based in obedience to God, um, I encourage you to do so. And and, uh, and, the and the offering teaching goes right in line with what we've been talking about all night. You having the perspective of giving the way God sees giving. And I just got to and I just got to ask y'all, how do y'all think God sees giving? Because a lot of y'all know how God sees giving. The question is, are we going to do what we know to do? Are we going to do what God wants us to do? Because a lot of us know that God wants us to give. But a lot of times we get caught up in the wrong perspective and we like, well, I got this that I got to get taken care of. I got that I need to get taken care of. But at the end of the day, if God is telling you to give regardless of what you got to take care of, how many of y'all know God can take care of the thing that you're worrying about? And a lot of times what you got ain't enough to take care of it anyway. So you might as well obey him so and trust him so that he can take care of that thing anyway. You have to begin, and I'm going to give you a couple of statements concerning your perception. You have to begin to see yourself as living in abundance. Why? Because the word says you should be living in abundance. The Bible says in John 10, 10, that you should have an abundant life. He came to give you an abundant life. Amen. Amen, Jeremy. The word says to, it's better to give than to receive. Absolutely. You have to begin to see the purpose of your giving. You have to begin to see the purpose of your giving. Why? Because the word says that there's a purpose for your giving. What purpose may my giving 
uh, be? Or what, what purpose does my giving have? First of all, your purpose in giving is you just obeying God, first of all. And then second of all, whatever God tells you to give is going to be used for his kingdom. And because the word says it. And so you have to begin. This is another thing you have to begin to see. You have to begin to see yourself as living in abundance. You have to begin to see a purpose of your giving. And then you also have to begin to see you receiving harvest. You have to begin to mentally see. You have to begin to visually see. When you close your eyes, you, you have to see yourself as receiving harvest. Why? Because the Bible says when you sow, you're supposed to reap a harvest. When you give, you're supposed to reap a harvest. Yes, those are the benefits. But above all of that, is God telling you to do it? Is God telling you to do it? And if he's telling you to do it, whether it's here or wherever, God is setting up things in your path so that you can see harvest. When your sight becomes what God sees, you have no other choice to see the thing that God has put in your heart by his spirit and his word. When you when your sight becomes what God sees, you have no other choice but to see the thing that God has put in your heart by his spirit and by his word. So that is why we have to begin to see giving differently. We have to begin to see. That's why I always tell people, listen, giving is based on a motivation of your of your heart. Giving is based on, you know what, I want to obey God, so I'm going to obey God. It's not this position. Well, if I if I don't do this, then this is going to happen. No, I'm giving because God wants me to give. And because I so love God, I want to obey him. And when you have that as your motivation and not a curse motivation and not a uh, not a negative motivation, you will be giving from the proper perspective. You will be giving from the proper motive. You will be giving from the place that God wants you to give. And so that's why we have to begin to see giving as different. We have to begin to see giving as because I'm obeying God, God, God is obligating himself to take care of me. That's what that's basically what it says, because he says, if you seek the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto me. So if you obey God through seeking the kingdom, everything else will be added. God is obligating himself to take care of you because the, the scripture also says in Matthew 6 that if he can take care of the birds, the fowls of the air, all of this other stuff, how much more can he do for you when you obey the things of his kingdom, right? Because those things are not in God's image. We are in God's image. So how much more will God be willing to take care of us when we obey him? So you have to begin to see giving from the proper perspective. Amen. You have to see it from obeying God's perspective. You have to see it from a loving perspective. You have to see it from God. Me. I need to see that this is an opportunity to show my trust in God. If he's asking me to give, I'm going to display my trust in giving what he tells me to give. I'm going to display my trust and my love for him by doing what he's telling me to do. That is the perspective that I need to have. Amen. So if God is telling you to give tonight, you can give via Cash App, dollar sign, BJP Ministries. And if you give through Cash App, make sure you put your email address in the for section. If you're giving through Tithely or Givelify, you can set up your account. You can give by credit card, debit card, ACH transaction, whatever. You can give recurring or you can give a one-time gift, whatever God tells you to do. Or you can text give to the number on your screen, 844-952-3394. And you will be given a form so that you can go there and give through all the different ways that I just give. You can do uh, Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay, whatever pays you got. All of, and, and, and I'm laughing because uh, I was, 
you know, why why do we have so many so many different ways to give? Because we want to make it easy on everybody. Everybody doesn't have cash app. Everybody doesn't have a credit card. Everybody don't have. I mean, you know, everybody. Some people just have checks. You know, and if you want to give through an ACH, you can do that too. So, listen, y'all. We just want you. We just want to give you guys the the ability to obey God. And if you want to mail a check in, you can mail a check in. I don't awfully say that, but our PO box is eighteen oh seven. Prairieville, Louisiana, 70769. Just obey what God telling you to do. All right, God, I'm, God, I'm going to say it one more time. P.O. Box 1807, Prairieville, Louisiana, 70769. All right? Just obey God in whatever he tells you to do. Amen. I love y'all. I pray that you guys were blessed by the word tonight. I, I ask every single one of you guys, if y'all can, share this word with somebody or just simply share what you got from this message with somebody. Because that is spreading the seed of the word of God, the uncorrupt, the incorruptible seed of the word of God. When you share what you learned tonight and by revelation and by God's spirit, what changed your life tonight and the revelation you got tonight, bless that with somebody else. Amen. All right. I love y'all guys. I really, really, really do. That's why I share the word the way I do with you guys. I love y'all. I pray that y'all come back next week for another life changing word. Uh, I think that's it, y'all. I'll see y'all next week. Peace. If you would like to connect with our ministry, please email us at bjpiggyministries at gmail.com or follow us at bjpiggyministries on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or YouTube. This podcast is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. If you'd like to show your financial support, you may do so via Cash App, Tithely.com, or givelify.com by searching for BJ Piggy Ministries. Thank you. Uh, I tread on serpents and scorpions on a daily. I stand and walk in the authority that he gave me. I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light. It's time that we show the world that Jesus is alive.